Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best NFL Fantasy Football Podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for joining us on our weekly, now weekly, uh, podcast covering all things fantasy football, NFL, and all that good stuff. Uh, with me today, uh, I'm kind of, I was almost alone actually until John Chapman came to the rescue again. Uh, John is here at JL underscore on Twitter. What's up, John? Hey, not much, man. That's that's kind of what I am. I'm the fill-in man. I uh, hmm. I step in when everybody else is gone. Like the fluffer. Man, yeah. I'm the fluffer of fantasy football. You're the fantasy fluffer. That's a, dude, that's a good Twitter handle. <laughs> it has to be taken by now, right? Yeah. Is it is it too early to stop the show to check and see if there is at fantasy fluffer? Fantasy fluffer. The fantasy uh, yep, fluffer. There is a fantasy fluffer. <laughs> he has three followers. About three to be followers. four. Nice. He hasn't tweeted follow. in three years. <laughs> He's just sitting on that waiting for a big payday. The fantasy fluffer. <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, for everybody uh, listening to us for the first time, if you just found us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, we are a fantasy football podcast that does talk a lot about fantasy football. That's our main focus. But we try to bring something a little different to the table. Um, you know, you can hear maybe some pop culture references, uh, maybe a curse word here and there. So if you have kids in the car, maybe, um, I don't know, turn it down when you suspect John going off the rails. <laughs> it happens often. <laughs> and uh, we're very unreliable. Well, we're recording once a week right now, hopefully getting up to four times a week in the season. So if you're looking for something different, just subscribe to our podcast and you'll hear more and more of us. It's usually myself, Christian Brito, or Armando Crespo uh, co-hosting along with all our pals, John, Steve, Austin, Clayton, JJ, all those, and a bunch of other people. Um, man, I now I feel like I need to t- say everybody's name. Yeah, do, do this I? is rough, man, because it's so, it's like the children, right? Yeah, you, right. You, this is what Philip Rivers goes through every time he goes home. Yeah, right, right. He can't say, oh, hey johnny it's like hey johnny <laughs> hey stephanie hey <laughs> let's go through the whole thing um i do want to say we did bring in a couple new guys michael uh joe god i shouldn't have even started this because now nah, i forget. i love this though you are just digging yourself into a <laughs> hole which makes me very happy michael and joe i know for sure um and then a couple other guys jeez, oh, i don't know but anyways uh we appreciate everybody wade nick all those guys. So anyways, uh, today we are going to look, I have been working on something, uh, all day. John Chapman has been working on something for weeks, if not months. And, uh, we're going to unveil it tonight. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, the reason we're a little bit different than fantasy football podcasts. If you look through your fantasy football podcast news feed, you're going to see a lot of way too early fill in the blank. Right. Right. We're not going to do that, John. We're no. better than that. A little bit. We 
we are going to go through some NFL stuff, some draft. The draft is coming up in a couple weeks, April 27th. Is that the first day of the draft? Yeah, so it's that Thursday through that Saturday. So the first day is actually the 26th. Um, so it's actually the 25th through the 27th. It's a day off from last year in nice. Nashville. Awesome. Uh, John will be there with uh, Steve um, from ESF D Dynasty and DFS. Man, you are. Why do we choose that name for that podcast? DFS and Dynasty, baby. Yeah, DFS and Dynasty. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, they're going to be there. So if you guys are going to be in the Nashville area, hit them up. I'm sure they'll love to uh, hang out, chat. Um, I told John I'd buy somebody a beer, not him, but somebody yeah. that he's going to meet. So I, I feel the um, love. Thanks, man. <laughs> also, uh, we are a little bit different than Fantasy Football Podcast because um, we're not going to go through all this boring stuff that's not happening, scratching at the surface, talking about Dwayne Haskins uh, meeting with teams or whatever. It's just a waste of time, and I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to waste you guys' time, so... We're going to skip all that stuff. Yep. We're just going to get right into the goodness. Let's do it. All right. So we are introducing, or I'm sorry, man. I, sorry, John. I feel like I'm taking credit, but I'm not. But no, I'm you just should. You definitely played a large role in this. You're my okay, inspiration so. for what I don't want to be. And so <laughs> in some ways, you motivate me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, that makes uh, makes me think about something. I just turned to my left. On my love seat to the left of me, because I'm recording in my bed in my living room right now, because my daughter's sleeping. And long story there, I'll get into that later. But <laughs> um, <laughs> on my love seat, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight footballs Ooh. still in boxes. Okay, and they are all autographed, John. Ooh, you want to know who they're autographed by? I do actually. I love footballs. I have no clue. <laughs> some of them you can read the numbers and like you know i could kind of maybe you know through process of elimination figure out what signature is what uh but for the most part we have these footballs and i have no clue what they are uh who they are we I are think the we have amnesia cream... of fantasy football yeah we have a cream hunt autograph football somewhere in here um we have uh <laughs> Ty Montgomery, I think, in here somewhere. We got a bunch of footballs autographed, and we're planning on giving away. And then, like idiots, look, we are we are self deprecating. I get it. Like that's kind of who we are. Um, it's not it's not a uh, what is it? It's like it's not a act. This is real stuff. Um, we're just not good at this stuff. So um, I think what we're gonna do, we're gonna give away mystery balls, and. We're just going to say, hey, we're giving away a mystery ball. I'm going to send you just a random one, and you guys can figure out who signed it. <laughs> it might be some of these people. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could range from Kareem Hunt to Michael Gallup. I, I think we did get Michael Gallup's autograph on something. Um, so, hey, you never know. It's a grab bag. So You just got to do up. research so and go, like, you know, Mission Impossible level and, you know, analyze the signatures of players, and you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Look, okay, okay, hold on. I'm looking at one right now. Hold on, I'm going to get this one. This one. Okay, it says, hmm, you know what? I think, what number is Alec, uh, Air, um, no, I don't know who that is. Who's number 33? Jamal uh, Williams. 
Um, no. It looks like it starts with an A. Hmm. Oh, well. CJ Anderson? So you, no, it starts with an A. It's first name. So you might get an autographed football from somebody whose name starts with an A and who has a jersey number 33. Congratulations. Call a number five. So we'll figure that out as we get in. But uh, this is definitely not an act. We're just not good at this stuff. We're barely holding it together. So we appreciate you listening. Let's get into it, John. <laughs> this is the funniest thing in the world, man. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So on eachleafantasy.com, you go to our uh, homepage, you will see um, a line that says featured links. One of those featured links now live on our site is John Chapman's NFL draft book. Uh, John, give me a quick, I, we're, we're going to get into the details. Give me like your elevator pitch of uh, what it is. Um, basically, it's kind of outside Eatsleep Fantasy. This is John's project. We're just hosting it for him. Um, so I want you to kind of help me sell it a little bit because I do want to see you succeed and get something for all this hard work, um, whether it's notoriety <clears throat> or just more eyes on your work, I think is is the goal here. So tell people what to expect when they click on this link to go to your NFL draft book. Yeah, it's a lot of information first off. So, you know, former high school football coach due to some family situations had to get out of coaching, spend more time at home, which is a great thing. Um, however, I'm still addicted to football. Um, you know, I had a couch in my office whenever I coached and spent several nights up there a week. It's just what I was. And so whenever I came home, I still channeled a lot of that energy late at night into film prep. And so I break down film and just like whenever I coached and I do that for the draft. And so what you're going to find is 123 prospects is where it's at now and everything you could ever want to know about them. Um, advanced metrics, um, crazy, you know, touch from simple things like touchdown to interception ratio to uh, things that PFF charts, you know, uh, passer rating allowed by corners and DBs to how many times they fumbled going back to high school, player comparisons, draft prospects, um, just a plethora three amigo style um of information on the top draft people and it's got a lot of stuff big boards tiered rankings uh catch radius for receivers i mean you name it it's going to be on there it's kind of your one-stop shop if you want to know about the draft nice um okay so this people are like okay this is more about the draft than fantasy football why am i listening to this right this is definitely going to help you i was uh I was formatting some of John's charts today to put them on our website. I'm kind of John was the mastermind and I'm just kind of uh, editing and piecing it together so it fits our website better. So I, w I just as I was formatting, like I was looking at these players like, OK, like some of these grades are like, oh, maybe I should know about him. OK, maybe I should know about him. So even if you're not a, you know, draft NFL draft nerd like John is and like a lot of other people are, even if you're just into fantasy football, I think this can actually really get you ready, whether it's redraft or dynasty. Uh, I do think that you will learn a little bit, or if you just like football in general, I think this will kind of turn you on to maybe some players that you haven't really thought of. Um, and if you're just looking for more content, this draft book is every, I mean, and, and I do read a lot about football and I'll tell you that this book has, what is it? Over a hundred or, I don't know, maybe 40 it's about, pages. Yeah, so 30 the, pages, it, like it comes out to about 75 pages with everything that's in it. 
And so it's a lot of information. Now, uh, Dell has done a great job of making it bite-sized chunks where you can find what you want. So if you're just a fantasy football guy, here's the thing that's special about it. You're going to learn everything about every quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end that's going to be fantasy relevant this year or dynasty. Um, literally every single fantasy relevant guy. And if there's somebody that you want to know that's not included, again, there's only about 123 now, um, let me know. And we will add um, whomever it is that you are looking for and break them down. And again, it goes down like if you're into wide receivers. Well, do you want to know who caught the most deep balls that traveled over 20-plus yards in the air? Do you want to know what routes everybody can run? Um, how many dropped passes? to you know what their strengths are and their player comparisons and all these things and so there's a lot there that's going to help everybody out regardless of what you're doing and if it's just football and if you want to know man my team drafted this guy let's say you're a 49ers fan which most good people are you want to know about those draft picks this is the place you're going to find uh, again there's lots of stuff out there on the internet this is not like a copy and paste job from other sites this is all original. Um, I watched at least three game film of every single person. And if you you know turn on NFL Network or ESPN, they're going to show you highlights. Highlights are the worst thing when it comes to evaluations. Because, you know, I've said this before, highlights is like reading a dating profile set up by the person that's trying to get a date. Hmm. Uh, NFL film or game film is like interviewing all the exes together. You get to see the good and bad of the player. You get to see what their energy level is like after the games. You get to see who's the good leader because he's the one commanding everybody around. You get to see who takes plays off. Um, you get to see all of that. And so th that's what this is. It's, it's just a compilation of <laughs> a ridiculous amount of watching film and putting it all on paper. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, side note, I don't mean to go off track, um, but the football I have – uh, I am almost positive just by looking at a signature and looking on Google. It's Aaron Jones. Oh, so I was wrong. Uh, Jamal is, is he 31 He's or 30? Like, uh, Jamal Williams. Isn't he in the 80s? No, that's Ty. Oh, Ty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, 30. Yeah, he's 30. Yeah, I got him backwards. Yeah. Got the numbers yeah. backwards. Close. And also, shoot, you want to go back to Aaron Jones. Super high on Aaron Jones several years ago. Um, out of UTEP, and he was a player that, you know, this is my seventh year of compiling a draft book. However, this is the first time um, I have put it out there for sale. I've done this for seven years because I'm a sicko, um, yeah. and so I've decided, it, thanks a lot to Dale kind of encouraging me to get it out there, uh, just to share this with everybody else that's out there. Yep. Um, for instance, stuff that you might see in the plot pot, player profiles Dwayne Haskins is like a smarter Jameis Winston there you go I like, I like that comp he's he's really special but zero mobility uh just not what he does despite what Stephen A. Smith says um you know Stephen A. Smith is might be the highest paid person in the industry but he has no clue what the hell he's talking about and one of the things that's really special to me about this is Bill Walsh, one of the greatest coaches slash scouter evaluators in the history of the football and National Football League, he put out a basically a playbook for scouts and what to look for on each position. And it's out there on the interwebs if you just type in, you know, Bill Walsh scouting notes, and it's just several pages on each position. So I took and made notes and tried to rank what he said 
were the most important for each position, and I adjusted those. And so for each position out of quarterbacks, running backs, wide every single position, I come up with about eight to ten different scouting um, things. So, for example, quarterbacks, and they're in order. So the most important thing, again, this is from Bill Walsh himself, so if you want to disagree with him, that's cool. Um, accuracy, read progression, footwork, pocket presence, quick release, big moments, arm strength, mobility, durability. So those are the t- those are the different criteria for each quarterback. And again, the top ones are the most valuable. I go through and I rate all the top prospects on each one of these individual categories on a scale of 1 to 10. And so you can see who uh you know whom from quarterbacks has the best accuracy footwork where their deficiencies are on that scale and it we do this for every position um and so it's just a lot of information where you can look and say well if my team needs this at inside linebacker do you want a huge thumper that's going to knock people out or do you want the guy that runs the 4-4 sideline to sideline speed Um, because there's guys that have that and you'll be able to kind of pick apart and say well i like this guy but my team needs this it is weird that for Daniel Jones, you said the player comp is Davis Webb, but with a bigger dick. I don't why. Yeah, um, you see it knocking the knees. Um, that that that's, <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. John didn't write that. I, d- I didn't write that, but it's possible. Um, if I had to bet on largest penis size out of the two, I would say Daniel Jones. <laughs> you know, uh, that reminds me, I was listening to, I don't know if you know who um, Clay Travis is. Uh, he's on, I think he's on Fox Sports now. Yeah. Um, don't agree with everything he says, but one of his takes were, uh, you know, they at the combine, you they measure everything. And what happens if the penis size really did make a difference? And that's one thing we're not measuring. <laughs> like if, if it really, like if quarterbacks, like the smaller they are, maybe the more, you know, the more successful they'll be, or, you know, maybe inside linebackers, the bigger they are, like you, we don't know. And it's one thing that we're just not measuring that that could be the secret sauce. So next question is, um, what do you measure and in what state? What do you, uh, what? Oh, oh, oh I got excited <laughs> or sure. just because not uh, a I lot s- of guys are running around with, uh, you know, fully erect during the play. So I guess you got to no. go. You got to let no look. Everybody's different. You let them run 20 yards. And then you take the measurement immediately. <laughs> so whatever, however that it's a, some, you know, some maybe some the exertion. Yeah. Some exertion, you know, maybe it's, it, it all depends. Everybody's different. <laughs> Everybody's different mechanics. So that's what I suggest. 20 I like yards. It. That's all you need. Yeah. All right. I'll put that on your next scouting report next yeah, year. Okay. There we go. I appreciate it. Um, when you make it big time, uh, that definitely needs to be a thing. <laughs> and, and especially if you like, if you're working for a team, if you're at the Bengals and, you know, Drew Locke comes into your room, you say, all right, take off your pants. Let's see it. Let's see it. And that's the thing, man. You, So if, if I could say, you know, the one big flaw that any draft evaluator is going to have, we can only judge what we have. And a lot of times the biggest misses are because of off the field and or character concerns, which we can't see. Um, so what we do is we take what we have and we do the best we can with what we got. And if you look at, you know, NFL GMs, goodness, if you have a 50% hit rate on your draft, people are ecstatic, man, that's a hell of a draft. Um, yeah, I'd say it's probably a lot closer to about 35 to 40% hit rate on picks and it changes per round, but even first round picks, man, there are about 60% hit rate. So yes, I'm going to be different and off on certain players as part of it. But hopefully you could take this and learn something new about the players you do like 
or the players that you do hate. And yes, there's going to be the situation where, man, I love this guy. Then you look at my draft report and you're like, man, he hates him. John Chapman's an idiot. And you're probably right. But try to figure out what you can take from what the information that's been given to you and then learn why that is and counteract that and message me. I want to argue. I love arguing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so what I wanted to do now that you kind of went through some of this, uh, I kind of want to just give people a preview. I want to talk a little bit about how it relates to fantasy football. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on some of these guys that you've seen, how it relates to dynasty or even redraft. I mean, you know, we've seen uh, last year, you know, Saquon Barkley definitely deserved to be moved up the board. Um, maybe not everybody saw that, but I want to kind of let, you know, fuck it. let's just start there. Let's start with running backs. Okay. Um, I'm looking at your scouting report and, you know, there's a big board, there's your overall and all this stuff. So I'm just kind of going to go look at your rubric here from Bill Walsh. Um, looking at the running backs, is there a running back that stands out to you that is like, I'm not saying is Saquon Barkley or is Zeke, but is there a guy that's going to stand out this year uh, to be a good, well, let's start with the redraft, to be a good redraft fantasy football player? Yes, there are several, okay? And so, like, that's the difference between this draft and several last year. There's no Zeke, there's no Saquon, there's no Girdley. However, there are so many running backs that are similar to Darius Geis. There are so many running backs that have that kind of cream hunt grade that plays so similar to what he did. And so what you're going to have to pay attention to is landing spots in scheme fits. So if you are looking for your ultimate kind of Marlon Mack home run hitter that can just do that huge play and score a touchdown on very few carries, you've got that in Miles Sanders. Um, you know, what's he, he's out of Penn State. He was Saquon Barkley's fill-in once he was drafted, actually. He is one of the most electrifying running backs in this entire draft. Now, if you look at David Montgomery, he's Kareem Hunt. He is Kareem Hunt. Like out of Toledo, I uh, was super high on that guy, but his play style is the exact same. Um, he's just, he's not a speed guy. You know, 4-6 is what he was in at the 40-yard dash. But once the ball is in his hands, nobody can tackle him. Bounces off everybody, makes people miss. Uh, he is just in strain, insanely strong, and he's never dropped a pass. Like, he just who's doesn't a, drop pass. Who's a comp for David Montgomery here? Because, I mean, you know, when you're talking about he is, you know, he has pretty good vision. He's strong. He's big. But he's slow. Like, who who does he remind you of? I put poor man's MJD. Um, and you, when huh. you watch him run, he has those bowling ball thighs. Sure. And when people hit him, his contact balance is insane. So, like, you'll see the, you know, secondary guys come in full speed and hit him, and they just brush off his shoulders. And, like, it's like if you photocrop them out or Photoshop them out, like, you would believe nobody touched him, that he just kind of juked. And so, that's like, that's just kind of who he is. And he's a hell of a guy, too. So I know that I compared him. Uh, the first time I did David Montgomery's uh, player comparison, I compared him to Kareem Hunt. However... He's also the Jason Witten Man of the Year semifinalist in the NCAA. So then I said, that's bullshit. I don't want Kareem Hunt's name mentioned around this guy. So I deleted it because he's a hell of a guy off the field as well as on the field. So then sure. I was like, all right, let's go back to the drawing board and figure out somebody that's going to fit this guy that's going to be not only a hell of a football player but do a lot of good in the community and off the field because that you got to factor that in. Um, and he played behind one of the worst offensive lines in all of football with Iowa State. Um, so 
Really do like this guy. And an extra thing, too. Um, <laughs> this is a guy that ran the 4x100 relay in high school, threw shot and disc. And if you are familiar with time, uh, measurements, he threw a 53 in the shot and a 168 in the disc, which are both like that's this guy. He's just, he can do it all. He can do it all. Uh, absolutely love this kid. But because he ran a 463, he's probably not going to go in the first round. But wherever he does me. land, he's going to be a stud. You lost me when you were talking about the disc and stuff. Oh, dude, I uh, I, I threw I threw a little <laughs> shot disc back in my day. Did you? Yeah, I wasn't very yeah. good. Nobody else did. <laughs> is this in your? I hope this isn't in your profile. Is this in your player profile on on that guy? Yeah. Oh man, John. See, that's why pe- and people just will close the browser tab as soon as they start reading about. Hell stuff. no, man. They want to know this stuff. They want to <laughs> know everything about these guys. At least I do. And what they offer, like I, I think this is valuable stuff. Okay, so, another suggestion. Oh, look, I'm we're kind of goofing a little bit. I mean, this is like really good stuff, and I don't want to diminish the hard work you put into it. But I do have another suggestion for okay. next year's draft. I love these suggestions. I'm keeping notes because decision making is a big thing, right? You need to put um, if they have a girlfriend or wife, a picture of them and how long they've been with them. That's the Tony Franklin uh, message. So um, I don't know if you're familiar. Let's stay with Penn State. Um, the head coach for Penn State, uh, Coach Franklin, his okay. rule is if you are going to be his assistant coach, you have to have a hot wife. That's his. <laughs> he will not hire anybody that does not have an attractive wife. And his philosophy is this. You've got to be a great salesperson to recruit right. these kids. So if you can't sell yourself to women, you can't sell yep. yourself to kids. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Also, to be right. my friend, have to have a hot wife. Because <laughs> uh, the Christmas parties aren't nearly as fun. That's right. That's right. You got to spike that eggnog and let's see what happens. Hey, you never know. Put your keys at the door and we'll, we'll, <laughs> the night will take it where it goes. That's right. right. That's right. All right. Um, let's just go down the list here. I'm looking at wide receivers. You've graded seven wide receivers. Most or actually all of them I know. Oh, another thing really quick. I, in, and this goes for everybody on this podcast, John, Steve, Christian, Armando, well, Armando sometimes, me, we're not going to bullshit you. If we don't know something, I'm going to just flat out say, hey, I don't know. I am not a big NFL draft guy. I am a, um, I guess, mediocre uh, dynasty guy. I love redraft. And I, I mean, every, you know, I'm constantly learning dynasty and, and learning the rookies and, and how to play that game. Cause it is a different game, but, uh, I do not know a lot about some of the wide receivers and tight ends coming out. Um, I have heard of these guys that you've listed. Um, let's talk a little bit about the wide receivers who jumps out to you. Look, DK Metcalf. I know immediately he had big buzz after the combine. The dude's huge. Let's start with him. Uh, yeah. Just initial thoughts, quick, quick gathering. Yeah. So think? real quick, uh, we graded 18 wide receivers in this thing. I only took the top seven through the rubric, what you are talking about. So there's a lot yeah. more wide receivers graded okay. there. Yeah. Um, but as far as the Bill Walsh's scouting rubric, here's the thing with DK Metcalf. He's a physical freak and he's designed for the deep ball. Now the negative is he's only run three routes his entire life. Fade, comeback, hitch route. Um, Ole Miss has the simplest offense in the history of mankind. It's really a middle school offense where they'd never ask this guy to run complex routes or in breaking routes ever. And that's why all the fuss about his three cone time is one of the worst ever, but 
He is elite when he is on the field. The problem is he's not on the field a lot. Um, two major injuries have cost him a lot of games. Um, and so there are some concerns there. But as far as physical attributes, he is Julio Jones. Um, that's just – he is Megatron. He's on that level as far as physical size. You know, 6'3", 228. He ran a 4'3", 3'40", which is bananas. Um and his entire family, father, uncle, grandfather, all played in the NFL. So the lines are there. You've just got to be concerned about running complex routes, which if he goes to a good coach, they'll be able to help him with that. Uh, he can have success outside of that. Um, but And then drops are okay. Seven drops on 118 targets, that's not great. But most of his targets are deep down the field. They just chunked it up to him. Sure, sure. Uh, so you're, you would say uh, Kelvin Harmon – over DK Metcalf, man, it looks I, like. I'm. This is probably one of the players I am much higher on than anybody else. Um, I love Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver out of NC State. Um, now again, and this is where I'm going to lose people. He ran a four six one forty. So, and again, I don't have any wide receivers going. You know, I don't have any of them in my top fifteen overall in this draft class. So there's no top tier guys i do have a first round grade on them but late one so if you like guys like michael thomas alan robinson um let's see here who's uh, the guy for uh, los angeles chargers keenan allen like mm. this is the type of wide receiver he is perfect routes catches everything um he is always where he needs to be and he's a gamer and so like if we talked about just a while ago dk metcalf had seven drops on 118 targets well Kelvin Harmon had nine drops on 275 targets. So you're talking about a guy that had twice as many targets and half the drops. So he's a guy that just does everything and probably the best body awareness and blocking of any wide receiver. He has the highest blocking grade since Anquan Bolden for me. So that's going back a ways for a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. um, he, he's just a football. He's a better football player than he is a wide receiver, but he just shows up all the time. Um, nice. And just a cool guy, uh, born in Liberia, moved to the United States at the age of four. Like, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one thing I do like, and and I don't, and again, I don't read a lot of the NFL draft stuff, but what I do like about your player profiles, you do have a lot of player comps, and they're not like, you know, you have some, you know, some of the bigger guys, hey, comparable to Michael Thomas, but then you also have, you know, some comps like comparable to, uh, I don't know, who do you, um, Kenny Britt or Chris Connolly. You know, you're just not looking at the big names. Yeah, you know, and I try more to, to players. I try to qualify them. So, yeah. for for example, JJ Arcega Whiteside out of Stanford, he's a less athletic Mike Williams um, out of Clemson. You know, things like that. Um, <laughs> Jarvis Landry, but not as a pro, uh, right. <laughs> coming out right. of college. That's Debo Samuel. Like, there's a huge upside issue there. Um, and so like, you're going to find, like, I try to preface them because nobody fits. And again, when you see somebody that I'm talking about, whether it's Deshaun Jackson or whatever else, that's them coming out of college. Just because yeah, I say somebody right. is this, it doesn't mean I think they're going to be the MVP and all that. It's just their, their play type is similar is all. Sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's look at your tight ends. Oh um, yeah. Who was a tight end that Steve just talked about that you got famous for? Who was yeah, it? It, was, uh, it was the guy see, from Kentucky, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, dang it, I don't have it off my head who he was talking oh. about. Where are you at, Steve? I don't remember. Anyways, so the guy uh, that he's talking about out of CJ Conrad, 
Um, yeah, he sure is was. a very underrated guy that's been injured. Um, he is a guy that he's probably going to go like sixth, seventh round, if not yeah. undrafted. He's not somebody that I broke down in my profiles. Um, but so why why is Steve famous and I'm still not? So Steve Steve got like four hundred. 400 something likes and has tens of thousands of views oh it's nuts yeah um let's see here i i, I just had the Steve, video open Steve, it's 43 and a half thousand views and he just posted it two days ago yeah. <laughs> wait and if you're not following steve man at s s sorry let me start over at sspac21 uh, he's one of the best film guys out there. The yeah, ESF, he like he's just a stud. So head over there. He looks for players that nobody else is looking for. That's kind of what he does, and it's a lot yeah, of fun. He's good at it too. He is. Um, yeah, enjoy enjoy everything he's uh, putting out on Twitter right now. I like and that I butchered his, his Twitter name. Stupid Twitter name. Yeah, I hate his Twitter name. <laughs> Ever since I met him, I'm telling him to change it. It's like SS. First of all, like two double letters. It's like, uh, or not two double letters, just. Yes. Repeating letters, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. SS pack. And then 21, that means nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> like, why even put 21? What is, what, uh, maybe uh, maybe it has some significance. Uh, I shouldn't assume, but SS pack. No clue, man. Yeah. Steve, you got to learn. You got you to gotta listen to me. All right. Uh, so some of the tight ends that you graded. Um, Noah Fant, I heard a, I've heard a lot about him. He is... He's kind of in that top tier, isn't he, of, of wide receivers coming out? For fantasy, yes. Um, he's much more of a move guy. He's the guy that's going to line up in the slot out wide. Uh, 6'4", 250. He ran a 4.5040, which is exceptional for somebody that's 250 pounds. And so he's much more of a big-bodied wide receiver. Think Evan Ingram. He's going to be in that role. He's right. not going to be your traditional tight end. Now, the this tight end class is legit whenever it comes to fantasy potential. And one guy that not a lot of people are talking about is Jay Sternberger out of Texas A&M. Um, he is unbelievable. You know, TJ Hawkinson, everybody likes. Noah Fant, everybody likes. Jace Sternberger is going to go in the draft ahead of Noah Fant. Um, I'm telling you that right now. I don't think a lot of people are calling that. He is unbelievable. He was a JUCO transfer uh, came into Texas A&M, started one year. He's the first-team All-American. Um, nice. 17.3 yards per catch and just is unreal. Um, I really do think the Patriots, if they trade up, I think it's going to be for this guy. Um, and, you know, The Patriots have 12 draft picks in this draft somehow, and I think they're going to move all around the draft board like they always do. And right. Jay Sternberger, I'm telling you right now, is the ideal Gronk replacement. Now, hey, look, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I think a couple of shows ago, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I just talked about it in the chat. But as far as the Patriots go, is the tight end position? It's like the chicken or the egg. Is it tight? I mean, they had Aaron Hernandez, who was a good athlete. You know, not personal stuff, but he was a good athlete. And then Gronk, obviously, all you know, an all time great. Or the Patriots? Was it like? You don't try to say. I haven't said it yet. Do they make the tight ends great yes. or do the tight ends? So I think we right. saw this last year because what happened was they brought in a tight end, <laughs> Dwayne Allen, who has had very, I guess, decent years with Indianapolis. You know, he has had fantasy relevancy. However, yeah. that did not happen <laughs> whenever he went to the Patriots. In fact, 
Um, they used him specifically as only a blocking tight end, and he had zero fantasy production. Even when Gronk was out and they moved him into that tight end role, still nothing. And so, I mean, they have absolutely nothing at the tight end possession. Matt Lacoste and Jacob Hollister are the two tight ends that have any playing experience whatsoever on their roster right now. Now, whether or not the Patriots do go tight end round one, which I think that they will if Sternberger's there, um, but they can wait. There are so many guys in this draft at the tight end position that can do that, you know, blocking, dual threat, move tight end position. Now, is there a Gronk? I think TJ Hawkinson's that. I don't think they're going to be able to get up high enough to draft him. TJ Hawkinson's probably going to go in the top 15. New England's picking 32. So they're going to have to move up to get Hawkinson. I don't think they will. Sternberger and Hawkinson are very comparable to each other. So, but guys like Caden Smith, Irv Smith, I think they can get these guys in the second round or even later. Nice. So, okay. Whoever right. they draft is going to be uh, tight end relevant. And usually, tight ends are never relevant their rookie year, almost never. But I, I do think that this is one of the options where that might be the case. Right. Uh, so, for everybody listening, talking about fantasy football and stuff, what John is saying, it's all, he's basically summarizing what's in this book. Um, you know, he's done so much research that, you know, he's, he's what he said, he's either already written it up or it's in a chart somewhere in this draft book. So if you guys are thinking about getting it, um, and you're like, man, you know, the numbers are great, but how am I going to analyze this stuff? A lot of this stuff is already in there. So, yeah. Um, and again, like, I don't, I don't know if we said this, you know, it's $10. Um, and so that, that's part of it. So head over. No, to no, Eats. no, no. You don't tell them how much it is. Oh, my it's bad. like a fancy restaurant. You know, they don't, you don't put the prices on the, re- on the menu. I'm not fancy. <laughs> okay so now you let the cat out of the bag it's i had peanut dollars. butter and jelly sandwich for dinner man <laughs> oh poor you it's the best thing ever don't pour <laughs> me i chose that shit <laughs> i wish i could have peanut butter and jelly see stuck with vegetarian chili <laughs> now that is awful that's stupid <laughs> why is there chili with fake meat inside i can't tell you because my wife the room from me oh. i don't want to bad mouth her uh, you do you bro <laughs> uh, anyways okay ron swanson uh. somewhere is just pissed off right now <laughs> um anyways yeah so back to the draft uh did i interrupt you or are you you're no you're done. good okay. I, I was just saying yeah uh, head over to sleep fantasy you see the yep. big banner click it um, as you go through it, there's a bunch of information there. Uh, please do not hesitate to hit me up on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman for any questions. Or if there's a player that you want to be researched that's not a part of it, um, I, I want to make sure you get what it is you are looking for. So yep. I, there's 123 players on it right now. I'm going to be breaking down more film and adding more to it, but I want to make sure you get what you want. Yep, definitely. All right. I think, uh, I mean, and of course, I mean, we can keep going through the tackles, the guards that, you know, DTs, the inside linebackers. I mean, we can go on and on and on about uh, some of these guys. A lot of them I never heard of, especially like, <laughs> I don't know, Jerry Tillery. Never oh, heard of that. He's guy. a fun kid, man. He, he's uh, a fun kid. I've never heard of, uh, you know who I did actually? Um, Ja'Kai Polite. Um, I watched the video that you had, the breakdown of who, what you've had on him. Yeah. Dude, uh, he seems legit. 
Uh, on the field, he's great. <laughs> but here's the fun thing about Ja'Kai Polite. Faked an injury at the combine. So he goes out there, and he's a speed edge rusher out of Florida, and he's a smaller guy, six foot three. Go Gators. Yeah, there you go. Go Gators. Gator chomp, baby. And so he ran a 4.84 four at the 40, which for a speed uh, undersized edge player is not good. He acts like he's injured and walks off the thing. Now, again, this is all allegedly, and several different scouts have backed this up. He's not injured. Well, anyway, he has horrible interviews at the Combine. Um, he gets pissed off. And then during the part where fans can inter- or media can interview the players at the combine, they ask him, "Hey, how'd the interviews go?" And he's like, "Oh, everybody just trashed me the whole time and thinks I'm garbage," and got pissed off but hurt, and then <laughs> almost started whining to the press. Well, anyway, so then there's combine, so everybody's like, "Well, we'll see what he does at, the con- at his pro day." Comes back at the pro day, gained about 12 pounds since the combine, and ran in the upper four nines and a 5.040. <laughs> so like this that is a sounds, guy that's so that's so university of florida hey man you gotta enjoy that time so he was a borderline probably going in the 15 to 20 range before the combine you're talking about a guy now maybe third round all really? because of what he did yeah, in the yeah. past two months shenanigans it's then that's the thing man i mean he's he's got the film to back it up i wasn't that high on him but the nfl loves edge rushers with production yeah. Um, and he, he does have things. I mean, he led the entire NCAA, the entire country, in forced fumbles. And so whenever he gets sacks, he goes for the ball, and he's great at that. But just absolutely showed the entire world he does not really want to be part of the process. So Crazy. Yeah, he'll be a Raider. Nice. Raiders to take him. <laughs> um, cool. That uh, That's awesome. So, again, uh, I know we said it a couple times. Just go to eatsleepfantasy.com, click on the banner. You're good to go. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to myself at eatsleepff on Twitter. Uh, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com for an email. Uh, we will be giving away these mystery balls. One of them is uh, Aaron Jones. So, you have that going for you if you get it. I don't know how we're going to give it. Probably through our text service. By the way, if you haven't heard of our text service, make sure you text ESF to 55222. Standard text messaging rates may apply. Uh, that's 55222. And just type ESF into the message. Send it to us. You get subscribed. And that's how we're going to give away a lot of this stuff. So one day I just might, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I might say, who's number 33 on the Packers? First person to answer gets the ball. I don't know. Stuff, stuff like that. So make sure you uh, listen in and uh, go through the text service thing. It's pretty cool. It's free. So why not? You get you get stuff, uh, maybe stickers, pop sockets, all that. Good and stuff, it's so. not like he's going to be like sending text message out at like seven a.m. or anything. Like this <laughs> is going to be convenient and fun for people to use. Listen, John. One time I put a message out <laughs> at eight a.m. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't realize that people lived on the other side of the country. Yep. So yeah. Actually, me. turns out more people. Huh. <laughs> uh, um, I'm living. in... Small town, North Carolina. We don't worry about the other places of the United States. I feel, I feel you. We're, I feel we're just you. We're, we're just drinking our sweet tea and eating our... Uh, Dude, I miss sweet tea. Chicken. The worst thing about moving from Texas to California yeah. is the food Yeah. and yeah. drinks like sweet tea. Good Lord. Yep. The only yeah. place I can get sweet tea is if I go to effing McDonald's. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> anyway. For John Chapman, again, he's at JL underscore Chapman on Twitter. And myself, uh, Dale DeMont, thanks for listening. 
hanging out with us for about 43 minutes. Uh, just enough time to do a 5K. So we appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.